Chapter 4 of A Story of Love by Francis Cassilli. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 4 God's Gifts. As we have seen, a friend delights to give, to bestow tokens of love. And where do we find God's gifts to us? Everywhere in the broad bands of sunlight that lie upon the fields of day or steal in reflected beams from the moon by night in the long waking of the rising or setting sun that breaks across the waters into a million sparkling diamonds there is divine love in the dewdrop in the sheets of rain and hail that drive before the northern blast in the swelling mountain and soaring peak in the winds that career in wild freedom over the moor and the southern gales that blow from perfumed grove and garden in the glory and promise of morning as well as in the calm and fulfillment of eve all about us lies a fascinating creation myriad in its variety wondrous in its unity the earth we live on leaps joyously into its voyage through space revolving on its axis swinging about the pole yet true to the second in its gigantic yearly orbit while our solar system moves on in the firmament to some unknown goal and sun and stars land and sea wind and rain all are ministering to the many needs of man light and heat ice and snow and air are all busy through a never-ending cycle working for us producing from the soil rich vegetation grains and grasses and enabling the flocks and herds to cover field and prairie creation is now as in the beginning a love song of the most high its harmonies are never stilled light color and shade sound and silence time space and action blend together in one unending refrain of love with unnumbered variations the rustling of the leaves the roll of the ocean the shriek of the storm the wild dance of the blizzard are all only different rhythms and movements of the same symphony and why this vast outlay of power and tireless energy through countless ages it is all the gift of god's love nothing but love could make him call forth from nothingness for a blessed eternity love lived in itself and was happy each person of the triune god was sufficient to attract and satisfy by his perfections the infinite power and capacity for loving that dwelt in the others but infinite love was not content to rest in self it must body forth created beings manifestations of itself to which it would communicate according to their nature the perfections and charms of which they were capable so god spoke and a void and empty earth came into existence for unknown ages the divine hand labored at this unformed creation the spirit of god moved over the face of the waters 
lights were placed in the heavens the greater and the lesser and the stars were sown in the milky way slowly the creator molded the rock-ribbed earth divided the seas from the land planted the green herbs and gave them seeds to propagate themselves he made the fishes and taught them the pathways of the deep he fashioned the animals those that now exist as well as those of extinct races whose huge frames found under glaciers or in alluvial deposits give mute testimony of their departed strength and glory and when the earth was ready for man to live on it and the supertropical vegetation that had helped to prepare the soil for cultivation had given way to useful plants and trees and the mastodons and leviathans as well as the animalcules after doing their work had passed away then man was created from the slime of the earth and a living soul breathed into him and what was first in the intention of god came last into being and the long march of the nations began they went forth and covered the earth conquered the wilderness and built cities they chained the lightning and harnessed the ocean men used creation for their own purposes leveling the mountains filling the valleys bridging the rivers they beat down the great highways of travel laid out paths upon the sea tunneled the mountains flew above the clouds and sailed under the waters bound countries together with bands of steel and taught invisible messengers to carry thought and voice around the earth and in the duly appointed time i appeared upon the earth i perceived myself amongst the sons and daughters of men in a civilization grown old in the ages and what is this marvellous gift that dawns upon me i can know and understand myself as well as other things i perceive myself to be a being self-possessed independent with power of life and motion and ability to say i am i exist i have a being distinct from all other beings truly a godlike attribute were it not a plain everyday palpable fact who could believe it how can one who is not self-existent wake to existence to thought and knowledge is it possible that stocks and stones should know and feel and of myself i am far less than stock and stone i am sprung from nothingness who can give to non-being being and consciousness none but the infinite creator and so i am an imitation a projection of infinite being the production of his omnipotence a created lighted spark coming from the unlighted ever-burning sun of eternal being of all material creation only man can say i am i know and in that utterance he pronounces his own everlasting existence for whatever knows in an intellectual way can never cease wholly to know whatever has reflexive consciousness can never lose entirely a sense of its own identity 
the principle of thought and consciousness like that which called it into being is spiritual and hence indestructible and destined to perpetuity the animals about us with their sentient existence and powers can never singly nor collectively say or even know intelligently that they exist and what does not thus know itself cannot consciously or intelligently work for itself whatever it does for itself is done by a mere instinctive perception it does not cannot consciously guide itself to any end aim or object whatever purpose then it serves is placed in it from without and for some end extrinsic to and beyond itself and its own good it does not then possess itself has no rights of its own because in itself it is purposeless meaningless and it acquires a reason for its being only in so far as this helps or furthers the existence of something else it has only sensitive perception it knows in a sentient way but it cannot know explicitly that it knows which is the real test of intelligence and consequent spirituality man on the contrary answers to this supreme test for he knows and he knows that he knows he is and he knows that he is and flowing necessarily from man's attribute of consciousness is that other god-given power of loving love is the child of perception intelligent being created or increate in perceiving the true must also perceive the good for whatever is true is good and as its nature is to know truth so also it has a natural propensity to love or embrace what is good the law of love is based on the nature and essence of god he loves himself and with a necessary infinite love he cannot do otherwise in some things god is free he is free to create to redeem but not to be unjust unmerciful he is not free to withhold love from himself nor from any creature who loves him and as god must love in fact as he is love so his intelligent creatures the angelic hosts in heaven and men on earth in imitation of him possess this godlike attribute even in the lower creation in the animal vegetable and inorganic kingdoms everywhere there is some faint adumbration or analogy of love for each animal and plant each atom or molecule must seek its own work for itself tend to its own conservation and the exercise of its own energy not to do so were to let itself become the unresisting prey of every disintegrating force about it and render itself absolutely incapable of action for all action either is or depends upon the self-conservation of being this truth is so evident that men have embodied it in the proverb self-preservation is the first law of nature and this seeking of what is good for itself and its own nature 
that exists in all bodies what is it but a sort of analogous love all the love that a non-conscious being is capable of so tenacious indeed are bodies of existence that though we may change their form and shape it is impossible for us to reduce them to nothingness and this fact scientists recognize in the principle they have formulated that matter is indestructible and so it is except by the almighty will that brought it into being and whether a single atom that has been created by omnipotence shall ever cease to exist is one of the secrets that is hidden in the mind of god alone though st thomas is strongly of the opinion that no atom of the material creation will ever perish blessed then be the eternal goodness of god which has given to men the power to know and love but knowing and loving are impossible without an object to rest in the most perfect eye would be useless if there were nothing to see we should in fact never know that we had the sense of sight if we lived in impenetrable darkness or even in the brightest light which illumined no body and if there were no sounds about us we should live in a world of silence more appalling than the stillness of an arctic winter where at least the crunching of the snow underfoot and the whistling of the wind can be heard if no sound vibration reached the ear we might as well be born without the sense of hearing and what is it god has given us to know and love the objects of these actions are endless we can know truth and love goodness wherever they be found and they lie all about us in objects innumerable as the leaves in the forests the manifestations of truth beauty and goodness are so limitless that the sons of men from creation's dawn to the present time with all their accumulated wisdom keenness of observation and study have never exhausted them each new creature flashing into our horizon of experience is as it were a new creation in miniature with a truth and loveliness all its own and capable of claiming our attention and admiration and so it will be during the never-ending ages of eternity where truth and beauty ever ancient ever new will have power to fascinate and charm us beginning with self we can proceed outward to creatures in all of which there are vestiges of the creator we can contemplate the law order and harmony that are visible in them as transient reflections from the great source of all harmony and beauty so marvellous in number and variety are the rivers of truth flowing from the eternal wellsprings of being that every day new sciences and new developments of the older knowledge are required to explore them and with all our boasted knowledge and wisdom we are as it were only scratching the surface of things but at times alas so hypnotized are we by created beauty that we seek it for itself and rest in it as though it were the end and aim of our existence forgetting that it is intended merely to be placed 
under our feet as a stepping-stone to enable us to rise to eternal truth and beauty that will endure forever these are some of the beautiful things that god gives us in our journey through life to enumerate all his benisons would fill more books than have ever been written if we may be permitted to use st john's illustration for every second of existence every breath we draw every pulsation of our heart is but one more added favor to those already past End of chapter 4